Welcome to a very special episode of the Broken Campfire Podcast. I'm joined by just two of my campfire compatriots, Flask and Greg. Hello, fellow tarnished. And we're here to really just bust it open and talk about the Elden Ring. Oh, I'm busting. And by bust it open, I mean have a light to no spoiler chat. I mean, uh, okay, so the game's been out a week now. Um, All three of us here have put a lot of time into it. But we're sensitive to the fact that, like, this is a big-ass game that is maybe the most hyped game in many years. Certainly, it's got to be up there. And it's also a game that we knew pretty much nothing about other than, like, it was a Souls game. Okay, sure. But it was also the first open-world Souls game. So... And in a way, talking about almost anything is a spoiler for, like, the initial wow. Some part of the experience you might have, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, if you're somebody who has been following this game, if you're really sensitive to that experience of discovery and exploration, I mean, you shouldn't be listening to people talk about the game at all. You should just be playing it. Or, uh, you know, if you're not in a position to play it yet, uh, close your ears until you can. That being For said, instance, I think Vito just uh, just started the game because he had been away and we uh, kicked him to the curb and threw him yeah. out of the studio. Right. He's on he's the stream right John now, said he had way better things to do and he was not going to play. John is a John is a whole a can of I don't even want to open. But yeah, you know, um, despite our impressive hours in the game, I think we're going to try to keep this discussion limited to like the initial maybe day of our playing day or two the initial wow factors (laughs) i mean we're going to touch on some of the things and we're going to spoil many of the systems in the game which if you've ever played a dark souls game we're going to at least look familiar all right that's enough preface i think right i mean we've cleared the air we set the table i think so yeah so uh what what are your guys initial reaction to the game I just went uh, oh I mean, the whole time in one long yeah. syllable. Oh, it, it's okay. It's hard to open it start because you, I the Souls games. I've always been a big fan of them. Like almost anything FromSoft has made. Well, actually, pretty much everything they've made in the last like decade or so since Dark Souls. Um, I've either played and loved, or I haven't played, but I know I would love if I if I could thinking of Bloodborne. Right. Um, and so it's natural to, like, I'm going to like this game, you know. So I'm going to try, at least for my comments, to, to rein myself in and try not to sound as excited as I am and try to get to some kind of, like, good throughput that's not just based on, oh, I love this developer and they just released a super hyped game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, all that qualification, it's amazing that, like, to play a AAA game that has been hyped to infinity and is not just at the hype, but for me, like, actually, like, surpasses it. Like, it exceeds it. I, yeah. I actually did not think Elden Ring would be this good. Yeah. I thought I thought it would be I was bad. very surprised. That's something I was thinking about. Like, so this game was How did massively this game get hyped. Made? It's been the most hyped game for a while. 
and when it comes out it actually delivers and everything like how did people know or did they did they not know and it just happened to be this good well you know from soft just has like an amazing track record like if you're one of those gamers you know who like loves their games like there's been imitations of the form some of which have been good imitations of the form but they're still the number one players you know but their last game uh, was Sekiro, which, like, while not disliked, I don't think... I think it's probably their lowest-liked game. Probably, sure, right? right? Uh, except this, for maybe Dark Yeah, Souls I agree with that. I was and, not a fan it, of Sekiro. And, and we say that even while it was still a mini-outlet award-winning Game of the Year game for the year yeah. it came out. You know what That's I mean? That's true. Like, uh, you know, you, you grade on a curve with FromSoft and like the game of the year of this year is maybe their worst game of to some people. I, I love Sekiro. Um, but it, I don't know, man, it's maybe, maybe a part of it is because of Sekiro. People were just really wanting that souls again. And when you think about it, PC fans, um, had waited a long time for a souls game, you know, because after dark souls three, there was bloodborne. And then there was, uh, Demon's Sekiro, Souls. and then there was Sekiro. Sure, there was like remasters and whatnot. Sure, but like, I don't know. What I'm getting at is, uh, you know, we everybody knows about the hype. Let's we'll start talking about the game. This game. Well, I was gonna say for me playing this game, it uh, this sounds a little corny, but it's like when I was. It felt like playing it when I was a kid again, and I played mm. the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. And oh, I yeah, was I just let out into the world, and I had no idea what the hell was going on because I didn't read a journal, and I just explored, and I loved it. And I've just been exploring in Elden Ring, and I fucking I, I love it. It's a game that like is maybe the first game in so much time for me that uh, I just play, and the time just melts away, and in a way that like I'm not thinking about that real life anxiety thing I got to get done. I'm not thinking about playing this other game i'm not thinking am i having fun am i bored should i take a break from this you know i just i'm just enjoying it perfectly enjoying it in in a perfect state of you know this is just cool even when it's frustrating and hard i've never had a moment where i've like rage quit um and do you think that that is partially or in part because we're veteran souls players do you think do you think that a more newbie player to elden ring would have that uh, same I would feeling, say yes. or no, I would say uh, they would more likely just quit it and be done with it. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I, I guess it depends on the person. Like, for instance, when I first played Dark Souls, which was my first Souls game, I quit after maybe an hour or two and then came back a month later, got into it, and the rest is history. I played all of them except for Sekiro. But, like, you know, obviously it can, it can vary from person to person how much they can tolerate the Souls formula, but, like, do we... Are we so uh, able to be uh, deeply invested and, and gripped by this experience because we are already very accustomed to the Souls formula? Um, I think there's. I think that's definitely I, true in part. I, I think would say not really. Also, personally. I, I, I think that's definitely true in part, but I and it, but I also think it's like it, it helps so much that you have moments where you reached a wall, a boss that you have to spend a lot of time on to learn you just know it mm-hmm. and you just don't feel like it right now uh in any in more than any other game they've ever made 
you just have the opportunity to walk away. And definitely, like, it, there's so much damn qual- good quality content in this game, and so <laughs> much of it that that boss you could sincerely go and spend 20 hours doing something else and then come back and just molly wop. I'm sure I guess yeah, some point I mean, we like, had the, with the story, like there's going to be progression gates, like hard progression gates. I, I'm sure of it, but at least so far in like my what? I mean, I don't even want to look at my time because it's like so much in my 52 hours in the game. Apparently, how is it even possible? My 50 some <laughs> hours in the game. I have 85. <laughs> yeah. In my 50 yeah, some like hours in the game. I don't even feel like I'm halfway through the game and like I've 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 never been walled, you know? It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my experience the toughest parts are optional. Except for except for like very early gates which which yeah. kind of encourage you to explore. Uh yeah. that's kind of a nice thing that they are like, "Okay, I'm I'm not not quite ready for this." Maybe in skill level or in uh you know, character level. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. other places and see what say what else I can see and pick up uh level up a bit. But later yeah. on, as the game progresses, I would say that, like, it doesn't get easier. It definitely stays at the great level of challenge that we can expect from Souls games. But uh, the optional stuff ends up being the, the toughest stuff because then you challenge yourself to that stuff. And it's, it's this great yeah. feeling of, like, I set myself to the task and then accomplished yeah. it. So, you know, we're, we're talking about um, the accessibility of Elden Ring compared to other Souls games. And, 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 and I think it's it's it, it's an obvious statement obvious fact rather that Elden Ring is the most accessible Souls game and I also think it might end up being the hardest at the same time in, in a weird way um, that being said you know I was telling John our, our resident fan or resident friend campfire host who uh, has bought Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 and did not jive with any of them I honestly don't think that somebody who has never enjoyed the Souls games can enjoy this game because this game is just like, you know, it's like the the perfect thesis. It's a funky, fresh RPG. It's the perfect thesis of like a formula they've been building on for the last decade. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why everything they've learned to this point and utilizes it. Yeah. That's why it's and it's easy for me to say now because I have so much more game left, I think. But it's why, like, I feel like. uh, you know, uh, I would be content with the idea that Elden Ring was like their last Souls game, maybe that they ever made. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's such a good culmination of everything they've done. I get um, that. Of course, I, I'm, I want more, you know, don't yeah. get me wrong. Uh, yeah. I really wanted to talk, well, I don't know if you had a, another interesting thought on that subject, specifically the accessibility. Uh. No, just I, I think that I think that you're right that it is the most accessible Souls like game. It's essentially Dark Souls four. It's just way more expansive than anything they've done that they've done previously. And uh it, that that openness we're talking about where you can just go in any direction, I think really uh allows for, for a n- more newbie player yeah. to uh yeah. get into it. Yeah, and you know, th- again there's some light spoilers, but like um some you know, some you, you start especially as like a souls nerd, like we are, I think that we start seeing the design decisions behind certain things. And, and I, I, I think that they definitely wanted us to be accessible. You know what I mean? It's stuff like how in the starting area, the story bosses are gates, they're straight walls, but almost all of the optional content of which there is many around them 
has very unique areas with like really cool bosses that are also really manageable you know mm -hmm. to to us to a souls veterans they were they were easy but they were still even though they were easy they were fun fights and they were cool you know what i mean i'm not saying like oh like, I, I get how this works this boss yeah. their their tactics yeah, exactly. their techniques exactly exactly you know so you you basically you know you you can just spend a lot of time doing easy stuff and you know you can level up doing that and just become literally more powerful but also that easy stuff is training you to get better at like the real challenges i, I think that like the you could view the first 20 to 30 hours game uh to a newbie would almost be just be like a tutorial and how <laughs> mechanically to play a souls game you know what i mean it's pretty ridiculous to say but it is basically that yes yeah and i do think that the the sort of uh mimetic status of dark souls as a difficult game that will punish you over and over again uh may actually help uh newer players get into this because they yeah because they then primed. expect that experience yeah yeah they've seen and all they, the hype and so they're like this is a good game and then they get into it and they know how souls games kill you over and over again and you'll lose your you know your money yeah. or whatever you want to call it, your experience over and over again uh, and they just know to expect that so they don't get super frustrated and throw their controller at the wall. I, and I also hope that those newbies have the same experience I did when I played Dark Souls 1, that discovery experience where like you realize that, you know, of course you call it a hard game because you're grading on a curve. But it's not that difficult. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like in the like once you know what you're doing, once you learn it, you know, we I talked a lot in Dark Souls 1 about the first 10 hours of dark souls one may well be the the first 30 minutes of your next playthrough you know what i mean i think this yes. game is gonna have some insane I, I wouldn't be surprised if people are finished with the game in an hour or two if they just know the right path or something like that you know i've said I mean? over and over again that i cannot wait to see the the routing for yeah. this game in, in yeah. all sorts of different ways not just straight up speed running like fastest to the end but also just different paths you can yeah. take different things you can do in different orders one subject um, I really wanted to highlight in this light spoiler cast, um, maybe speaking more to the Souls audience out there, is the quality of life improvements overall in the game and how much that just adds to the game enjoyment. Oh, yes. It's, it's stuff like the one that we talk about a lot is how nice it is when you're out there in the open world and you come across a group of enemies and you kill them. And maybe, you, maybe you're a mage. You know, maybe you used all your spells there. You just get recover you you get flasks recovered from killing enemies out in the open world so like the game just incentivizes you to keep going and going and going you know just it's not like it's your exploration yeah it's not like dark souls where like you're always like mentally calculating in the back of your head the distance to the last bonfire in case things get too hairy and you need to make a run you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah there's all sorts of little things it's i don't even like i didn't write them down or anything but i'm trying to think of like there's there's all sorts of little things that do I don't know the um there's things in the world that that are really nice like uh there's statues that'll like lead you to certain hidden away places um, oh yeah the, uh, crypt statues yeah. yeah there's there's like little ghosts things that'll like walk you there walk you there um, yeah there's a you know, that's a good subject to point on. If you've ever played the Souls games before, you already know how the story works. And this game is, is very similar, but it's also just so much more direct than any Souls game has ever been. There's an NPC that will just tell me 
who all the major bosses are and like the lore behind them. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's there's NPCs who will just say, "Go to this place and get this thing for me." They won't just say something crypt like Dark Souls Three is a great comparison. Where like, in order to get the best ending, you literally have to slash at a corner in, in a church at the right point in this character's story <laughs> sequence to like attack a character that's invisible. With I, I, I'm sure that a Dark Souls Three nerd will correct me, but with my impression of having played the game like two or three times, literally no hint to that. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to follow a guide. I'm sure I'm missing stuff, but I've progressed some NPC storylines a few cycles now. Um, you know, a few faces into their storyline. And, like, so far, like, I feel like I'm understanding what's going on. You know what I mean? I will say, I do think it gets more cryptic as it goes along, but still in a way that. that you could follow the threads. Yeah. I don't I don't think I've encountered a thing where it's like, I literally don't know what to do. Like, it, it's all a matter of just like, okay, I know generally what I'm supposed to do. Let me just look around, you know? Right, right. Um, In the, the general direction that I might suspect. Also, the um, the sites of grace, which are the bonfire equivalents, that they point in the direction of objectives, uh, and like next sites of grace. They're little. There's little like wisps right. of light right. that, that and, flow and through it, the air and point in the direction. And if you're a Souls veteran who doesn't get how the open world works, yeah, right now you're thinking that, that sounds lame and easy and cheap, right? Because like it just points to the next bonfire, like oh, just follow the path, but like. You know, it points across, often just across a big open world where there's so much yeah. between you and there. Yeah, and it's like and a two foot like uh, stream of light. Like, yeah, that we go that somewhere way. over there. <laughs> and and you know, in an area there might be twenty bonfire sites of graces, and only three or four of those are pointing towards an objective. You know, most of those are just out there and around, and like other optional dungeons or whatnot. You know. Um, Sometimes NPCs progressing their quests will point you to cool stuff. But th- another great thing about this game is just how, and, and, and this is just true of the Souls formula, which is like bore out so well in the open world, just like even out in the open world, how the game is like so confident in not telling you where to find things mm-hmm. and just letting you find it yourself, which just makes it that much more impactful. Yeah, no, like, no waypoints, no mini map. You're just going out well, there and doing it. Like when a, a a new player just happens to see a horrifying new area in the first ten minutes of play by you know falling into a trap, um, <laughs> having having had no knowledge of that area before, having had nobody mention it really, you know, you just see the vista of it and take it in. You know, it's moments like that that the game like really gets you. You know, mm. it's a game that really is not afraid of just like throwing you into. a an area 80 levels above you and just saying like, yeah, you can come back home where you can just, you know, try it out. Go at it. Yeah. As far as uh quality of life things go still, uh, also the, the way that the, um, the way the ashes of war were. Oh yeah. is yeah. great. Yeah. It makes the stat system a whole lot more accessible because you can just change the scaling of any weapon really. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, it's not going to be, I think, as good maybe as if the weapon had naturally had whatever scaling you desire, but it's still like better than having to just know what weapons you're looking for or having to like just hope you find the weapon of the right scaling. You know what I mean? But the fact that I thought, you know, because of my soul's experience that these were permanent 
applications to weapons was like, oh, okay, I don't know if I want to use this yet. But then I realized, no, they're swappable. Yeah. You can just put whatever on whatever and go to town. Yeah. And it's and then and then later on you get more options to that even. So it's 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 great. It's a very nice uh, improvement on yeah the way uh, stuff like that worked in, in the previous games. They're very fun. I like a lot of the moves that they give you. Um, yeah, there's so many things too. So many things. Multi- multiplayer has never worked better than before. Um, I, I, well, I, you know when it when it works. When it works, yeah. Um, we we do have often connection issues, which you know I'm willing to credit to just being a lot of people playing the game. But. We actually, uh, what was it when we did the uh, the castle the other day? We didn't have any problems, surprisingly. It was, it was, it was actually pretty smooth. We we, we, we yeah. disconnected once or twice, but it wasn't crazy. I feel like I disconnected once or twice. It wasn't crazy, but yeah, that that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, I is somewhat a quality of life, but it's really just a co op thing. I did not expect. I honestly did not expect co-op out in the open world where it's Dude, unbound- that was crazy. Where, I'm surprised where that it, it's unbounded by a boss. I'm like shocked that they let you co-op without like a clear boss to conquer. And maybe that's just specifically like if you have a multiplayer password on, which if so, I'm fine with that. Cause I don't, I'm probably not going to summon a random just to run around the open world together. But like, yeah, you um, do them with friends. It's just the experience of like Knoxville summoning me and Greg on the far north end of this area, and we just cut all the way down through these fields. We find this boss that Greg and I had not yet seen at that point. And we get bodied, and he resummons us out there, and then we go and we take this castle together. And you know, it, it's a seamless open world experience with your friends if you want it to be. Of course, you can't use your horse, so there's a lot of reasons why. You'd, you might explore a lot of areas, most areas by yourself, but it's just the idea that you could. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, or, I don't know. That or, or like, you know, a, a great example is like, there was a cave that I found that uh, you just hadn't got to, Flask. I'm sure you're going to find it eventually, but, you know, I was having a, a kind of a hard time with that cave, and me and Flask were, uh, Flask hadn't yet found that cave, so he summoned me into his world or the open world, kind of near it, and I just like, gently like pointed like hey this is around where we want to go i'll let you figure it out and you know he did and i just followed him and we went through and then we cleared the cave together and we didn't have to cross we didn't have to like resummon each other as we moved to different areas we didn't have to like cross fog walls and that kind of thing it just worked yeah i could see like as we were talking about new players earlier i could see new players kind of banding together and just doing the whole game basically as much as you can together and just yeah. like going around exploring stuff together yeah uh you know once you hit a, a cave like that or some kind of dungeon then you you know once you clear it with one person you swap over the other and be like okay now we know how to do it let's do it better this now time we know how to do it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was just gonna just talking about the open world again was making me think of how um yeah it's it's like I, I think I, I think I regard it as like the fun version of Dark Souls. It's like the Breath of the Wild vacation of Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. Where there's something in every corner of the map. There's something to do anywhere you go. Something to see anywhere you go. Something to fight anywhere you go. Uh, and I mean, you were saying this earlier how you can just see something and then go to it. Yeah. But that is that is like the the pinnacle. This game has like the pinnacle of that feeling to me. Better than better than Skyrim, which is my main like uh measuring point, my main bar for like 
see that mountain, you can climb it, that kind of thing. Um, and I have not played Breath of the Wild, but I, I've heard a lot of comparisons to it. And Great just in the, the density of, yeah, Greg, the, in the density of uh, things to do, things to see. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, all the fucking caves and all over the place in Elden Ring. It's like all the shrines and the Koroks that you have to look scramble around to find. It's it's pretty amazing that they were able to do that in a game this size, too. Yeah. All without having anything that's popping up on your screen. There's no yeah. like, messages like uh, the SS5 mechanic earlier, the recovery mechanic. That also signals to you that you've cleared the enemies. You've killed all the enemies <laughs> in this camp. Or that you've taken this wagon. And that's a way for the game to communicate that to you without needing to tell you. You know? Um, and I love the way the map works. Uh, where it just keeps, like, it starts you very small and then it keeps expanding as you explore further out. It just keeps getting yeah. bigger and bigger. And, I, and I'm not going to ruin, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil this much, but, like, there are certain features to the map that, like, once you learn the language, and it's very detailed. But and like once you learn the language of the map, you start to like, you know, get better ideas about where you where you should go next. You like know? you're reading the topography, essentially. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. You're reading the geography. You know what I mean? Like, I think we could say without spoiling, you know, like without saying any specific example, like, oh, hey, look, there's a there's a cliff that looks kind of weird here. I wonder if there's a cave around that area. And sure enough, like if you don't find a cave around there. You're probably gonna find something else cool on the way to it or something around it. You know what I mean? Something that you're gonna wonder. I wonder if all my friends saw this when I did. Or mm-hmm. am I am I doing something wrong and cool by like being here this early? Stuff like that. I get that feeling all the time. And like this this is more of encouragement than than spoiling, I think, but like this game just keeps going. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It every time you expect it to stop, <laughs> it just decides not to and it's 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 ludicrously expansive I, i'm so impressed yeah um, i mean i put in that, 40 that, hours before even defeating the second major story boss and i could right. have gone longer that's how crazy it is like uh for me um you might think from the from the first area that you 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 have you have solved the problem of like how to make one of these games you're like Oh, okay, I see. So, like, you're just going to have, like, some caves and catacombs, some mines. You know what I mean? You're just going to, like, basically copy-paste this, and it's all going to be the same in the next area, but maybe with a different color. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just... That's just not the case. Like, each area is totally unique. They have some of the same... Some similar features. Of course, there's going to be caves and stuff, but, like, every area you go to is unique. Every, like, place you clear is, like, just feels handcrafted in a way that, like, they don't usually... And it feels like worthwhile doing just for the sake of doing it, not for like the sake of like gaining experience or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I want yes. the fancy item that's uh at the end of this place. You don't know what that's it's usually going to what be. It's fine you know what I mean? And you and and but you know it's going to be something cool. And like this game is one of those games where like you like put it in the back of your mind is like, oh man, this is something I could like put on my next build. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna try to remember that's there. It's also and and this is you know part of the Souls franchise for me, but um, in most games, I'm really in it for seeing the sort of uh, I don't know narrative construction of the entire piece and sort of seeing the way it it plays its music. But um, 
for the, for this game, I go into dungeons to kill the boss. <laughs> I want to kill the boss, see what it, its deal is, and yeah. then render it dead. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of like That's- fucking go moments in this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, like oh, you again? Oh, we're gonna do this again. <laughs> I want to say one negative before uh, the end, so it's not left for the end, so we can like get back to positive after this. Yeah. Um, and it's a technical thing. It's just why is there no ultra wide support for this game? I have an ultra wide monitor. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and what it? And in general, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, I was going to say what you were going to. Uh, what they did is the game is still rendering as ultra wide. But they put black bars over the sides. Oh, that's lame. Why? That's what they're literally doing. I experienced this myself where the game would start and be beautiful. It would be beautifully filling the screen in all its ultra wide glory, 21 by 9 glory. And then after a few seconds, these black bars just pop in. Oh. It's ridiculous. Why do that? I guess parody. They should have the the bars slowly fade in. It can't, (laughs) but it can't be like letterboxing. Yeah. But it can't be like um, for for uh, performance reasons, right? Because it's still rendering in the background. You're see the whole game is back behind those bars. I saw them pop in. Other people have seen them pop in, so it makes no sense to me. Hmm. Now, didn't um, what's that game? Didn't the Evil Within one do something with that? Oh also? yeah, it had the letterboxing. It had I the letterbox bars. Um, they ended up removing that in like a later version, but yeah, the version that released initially. Had the stupid letterboxing that did nothing to the experience. And, and in general, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that the game is is having a lot of performance issues, especially on PC. It seems like there's some optimization issues. Um, one of the very, unfortunately, one of the very early bosses seems to be a big issue with a lot of people. Um, yeah, he would uh, that kind of thing. He would destroy my game. He would fortunately just make it run like ten frames a second. Fortunately, it's pretty stable for me and i think for most people it's getting better as they play the game so it's almost like a rendering the open world problem um hopefully they get uh figure out some ways to make that better i'm sure part of it is like just how many times like you get to this vista and you see this enormous impressive structure a thousand miles away and you're like i want to go to that and then you just go to that you know Mm -hmm. yeah i was surprised by the fact that I haven't really heard anyone in our group talk about massive performance issues or anything like that. I've heard it from outside sources, like other people. I, I've had a few internet. like friends, not necessarily in our group, who have like messaged me about it. Okay. Like when we I've had some them. separate problems from like I guess we just uh, got lucky. performance issues. I did. I did have. I mean, I wouldn't say like a lot of issues, but it took me a while to find a good configuration my first day. Um, oh, wow. I, uh, again. But like my set, like, and I ended up like setting most things on low. But I feel like on literally on the second day, I bumped it back up to high, and it was like about the same. And I get pretty <laughs> stable, like forty-five to fifty FPS, which is good enough. Whatever. I've been having issues with uh, the jumping in the game, where there are times where I'll jump and I'll just be caught in like a time loop, and I'll just be flying in the air for a while, and I'll just instantly die. Oh. And it's, it's happened to me a few times, like during bosses and stuff. That, that being said, they did it. They added a jump button. They did? Yeah, geez. And they added a sneak, which I really like. Yeah, that's from Sekiro, but yeah. Um, well, I guess the jump is as well. But, but still, it was very nice to see that in a 
Souls formula. It's crazy how much it adds. Like once you, once you incorporate it into your play style. Oh yeah, so uh, like even even like you know, especially boss encounters and stuff. Like you'll you'll start noticing like, of course you can always roll away from things, but like if you want to stay close to a boss, like there's some bosses that do like this sweeping move that like maybe you want to jump over instead so you can keep slashing. You know what I mean? And of course, the hitbox porn is is delicious. Oh yeah, it's, it's great just, in this game. You can jump over things, duck under things. I've I've jog, never dodge felt things close shave style. I don't think I've ever felt like something with bullshit. You know what I mean? No, not really. Like there, there was bullshit in earlier Dark Souls games, and they, I think they got better at it as they went along. They like definitely yeah. made sure that that didn't persist as a problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what a game! Um, I guess uh, some more concrete stuff, some highlights without spoiling anything. We talked a lot about difficulty and stuff, and how I think there's great balance there. Um, boss design and enemy design is is top tier in this game. Oh yeah, um, and de- you could definitely, if you're a huge fan, see elements from all their games in this. Um, and uh, man, so many times you see something. Doesn't matter if you're like 10, 20, 50 hours in. What the fuck is that? What what is that? <laughs> what we were in is that coming Discord towards me? Playing this game for many hours and we heard dozens of what the fuck is that? What's going on? <laughs> somebody, that, so oh I think somebody God. last night was like, you would say like we should we just need to make a drinking game out of it. Yeah. Super cut of what the fuck. Um <laughs> it feels like when you think about how well handcrafted it is, how much stuff there is, how unique it feels, how well designed this, the world feels, the uh, combat encounters, all that. It, it feels like an impossible game, but it definitely feels like uh, probably the best open world game I've ever played. Well, it's really so high far. up there for sure. I mean, I you know, I don't want anybody to make concrete statements. Not comfortable with it. Yeah, Red, I Red Dead that. Redemption Two. Red Dead Redemption Two would almost be like the other end of this, where it's like the perfect traditional open world game. You know what I mean? Maybe not quite as traditional, but sure. Uh, I and again, the game is not perfect, and and I haven't finished it. Um, it's also hard to compare because open world is not really a genre. It's like just a map kind sure. of function i don't know how to describe it but it's sure. it, like it's hard it's really hard for me to in my mind to compare rdr2 and and elden ring yeah i, su- I suppose I, I can see that but i i guess for me it just feels like the when i think about just how engaged i am maybe i i mm-hmm. think i'm some degrees more engaged with this than i am rdr2 but again this is also one of my favorite franchises so i think that is the fanboy me speaking more than anything yeah, no, I absolutely agreed with you before when you said, like, uh, this is the most, well, this is the most engaged you felt, and this is the most, like, <laughs> time sync game in a long time, and the most the most engrossing experience in a long time, and that it just melts the time away. It just melts the time away. It just keeps giving, dude. The more you play, it just keeps giving at you. Yeah. It's great. And you never feel exhausted of it. My eyes have no. gone bloodshot. Not, I'm not sorry to say. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's start to cap this off. I suppose it sounds like we're airing the bag on 
stuff. Greg, I feel like me and Flash dominated that conversation. I, w- I want to make sure you didn't. Have yeah, you didn't, I you mean, didn't say. you got a, a lot of the stuff you guys said. I I'd really agree with, except for like you know it being uh, the greatest RPG ever or whatever you were talking about. Since Morrowind still exists, uh, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah but dude, I mean, I but yeah, I highly agree. It's like it's a very very good game. I would high put it up highly. Um, and yeah, it's I I've been having a lot of fun playing it. There's nothing really much else to say. Uh, I at the rate I'm going, I don't know when I'll be done, but I'd highly recommend this game to anybody. And I'm sure we'll have more to talk about in our uh, three other episodes we do about it. Yeah, I'm like looking way. at my time, and I'm like, man, do I really have 52 hours in this game? How do I have 52? Yeah, hours like in I was looking. Yeah, like you have that. I have like 39 or close to 40, and I'm like, dude, I feel like I haven't done shit in this game. I must have like left the game on or something because I feel like I did not, did not really have that much time. But even if I, I have 85 even, hours and I have not left the game on. That's how bad it's gotten. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, but I feel like I'm not even halfway through the game. I said, I think I said that earlier, but man, it's it's just so much game. From what I understand Same. about where you are, you do have a lot more left. By the way, I wanted to ask uh, for for the audience's sake, what uh, what builds are we rocking? Us three. I'm rocking. Uh, started prisoner. I've just been kind of building up down the that starting path, I suppose. I've been building up decks in. So I've got rocking a staff in one hand. In a, uh, I now have a katana, but I was rocking a twin blade in the other for a while. You start with an S Uh It's a pretty oh. cool class. I do a lot of like run up, whack him a few times, run back, shoot him a few times. Some bosses or enemies, I just straight up kill them with magic. There's been a few that I just straight up run in and slash them down with bleed. Um, it's a cool build. What about you, Greg? I'm a, uh, I'm a bandit. I started off as a bandit. I use uh, two da- two daggers, and I just bleed things to death, or oh, I yeah. shoot them with my uh, my fancy bow. I've definitely killed multiple bosses just shooting them with a bow and running away when they get close. The uh, th- some people would call that cowardly, but I call that. Oh uh, uh, hey, listen, you can call that whatever you want, Flash, but I'll be alive at the end of the day. Flash, you started hero. I did start hero. I, I always go strength my first time through a Souls like game. So I went, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big po- poise boy. I can't be knocked down. Uh, <laughs> and I, uh, but I still, I'm not rocking a shield. I am just going two handing a colossal a sword. Two-handed. Right. So nice. I, I do roll, uh, through and around enemy attacks and, uh, rock. I'm doing like and medium then you smash them. And then I smash them. I get, I get in, you know, slow, large hits. So I do a ton of damage. So many ways to play. There's so many ways to play. With the so many war, ways you can to just play. try out different weapons and say fuck it, who cares? Play whatever feels cool. I do love another thing, man. There's so much to mention, but uh, as a Souls veteran, I love the fact that I got my shit wrecked immediately. I love the <laughs> fact also that every time I feel like I'm a god, I go somewhere I haven't been. And sometimes there's something there that makes you be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just a mortal. I'm, I'm cool. I'm not a god yet. You know what I mean? I'm a god. Oh, no. I've definitely gotten overconfident, proceeded to get kicked in the head, and just left the area. Like, I remember, I, I, I'm, I'll be back. 
I killed one boss and felt so fucking cool. I was like, man, I can't be killed. And I went, I went to like literally the next, I think, intended area in the story and spent an hour killing an enemy there just because of <laughs> how much it was wrecking my shit. You know what I mean? And the best part is when you, you enter a new area, perhaps ahead of schedule, and you go to fight the first like lowly creature lurking in the muck or whatever. And it, ha- it, it takes like, a dozen swings Just to put it down. You're like, oh god, <laughs> what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, for sure. It's the nature cool of this open cool world characters. Elden Ring. Cool game. Well, all right. Here's where we're at. All right, we've all set our time. We're not gonna spoil anything more for you, friends. By now, you know, you should thoroughly understand whether or not you want this game. Um, and if you are playing this game, I hope you're enjoying it. You should check out next week. We're going to have, I think, a regular episode. And uh, following that, I don't know if it'll be the week after, but at some point, probably in the next month, I don't know. I <laughs> Who knows? Um, I, I really can't say with people's schedules and everything. We're, we are, I think, going to do a big Elden Ring spoiler cast where we'll, we we might reiterate some of what was said here in a succinct fashion, but we'll get more into the lore of what we understand, more into like the, you know, the whole structure of the game, and evaluate it as a whole from there. So check that That'll out. Be fun here soon. If Vito can get off his ass and get to the the Elden Ring or whatever, we should set a broken campfire group password, <laughs> like uh, so should. people can join it. Well, a group password so they can see our signs and we can see theirs. Right. All right. If you're listening to this podcast, make your group password broken campfire, all lowercase, no spaces. It's like all one word. All, yeah, all one word, no spaces, broken campfire. Good luck. Good luck, my friends. We'll see Don't you be out baneless. there. Um, It'd be really embarrassing. Blast, play music over this. Uh, if you if you find an enemy out there that uh can't beat, don't be afraid to go do something else. Uh, don't you dare go hollow. Um, arise now, you tarnished. Uh, loathsome dung eater. Finger me. play like some insane boss music, like it's like just super loud and intimidating. I really wish Vito was here because I was gonna do a bit where I called him Vito the All Knowing. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> What's that? Oh, uh, all right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good luck. Did you see I was doing one of those, like, uh, one of those yeah, uh, carving voices? Carvings, those, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I've only gotten a few hours in, but uh, I'm digging it so far. I know, I think I'm unique here in the, in the beginning. Uh, some of you picked the key or whatever, but I picked the, the clown shoes. They kind of stuck out to me, and I was really digging those. They let you get into that faction kind of earlier. It's kind of like a speed run strat.
I mean, most of the bosses, uh, standard uh, Dark Souls affair, you know, you dodge, you, you dip. Uh, the Alabaster Scrug, I don't know if we're talking about spoilers, but yeah, the Alabaster Scrug, he probably gave me a lot of trouble. You know, just his patterns and his uh, that waffle maker thing he has really threw me for a loop. But, you know, you can see the influences of other uh, popular games, too. I don't know if you guys found the... Uh, this is going to be more spoilers. I don't know. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I don't know if you guys found the, the Fortnite Easter egg yet with uh, the dance you can do. That's a pretty good one. You know, overall, you know, I, I think uh, in the past, I mean, I may have called the game Elden Ring Ding or something like that. Maybe, maybe I was just being a little too hard on it. 